Welcome to Asia New Horizons, where law enforcement practitioners and academics get together to share knowledge and ideas to shape the future of crime analysis. Well, hello, I'm Suzanne Knabernicole. I run a website called Police Science Doctor. That's policesciencedr.com. Um, I'm an investigative psychologist. I'm also a lecturer in criminology, policing and investigations at Middlesex University in London, UK. I set up police science doctor because I just noticed when I was, um, I've, I've got about 10 years of working in very civilian roles in UK policing and I was studying and I was doing my PhD at the same time whilst I was there and I just realized that there's fantastic amounts of research being published but only read by academ other academics. So they're published by academics, read by other academics. And I thought, well, hang on, I'm working with all these um, police staff, police officers here, and they're never getting to see that research. And it's, it's things like, you know, how best to interview someone, how best to do this, how best to do that. Some much research is very, very theoretical. It's very abstract. And, you know, it's the extremely specific to, to a specific topic. Like, for example, you know, the the long-term emotional effects of um, sibling abuse in, in, in Ghana, you know, on women in Ghana or something, which, which is very important for that community, but in terms of law enforcement around the world, perhaps not very applicable. And uh, I, I thought that there's really a, a massive gap between academics and academia and, and um, applied law enforcement. And I just wanted to fill that gap. And I did did consciously decide to do my PhD part-time whilst working full-time for the police because I didn't want to be um, an academic who just knows about the theory of everything. I did want to know about operation policing and being on the ground and really understanding everything that's going on. So I thought, okay, I can, <clears throat> I do have an interest in media. I have an interest in video production. I'll just try and translate the academic research that um, is usually mainly accessed by other academics and students and then translated into something that law enforcement can use. So there, you know, videos of, so I do, I've, I've got a number of training videos that I created from scratch, so to speak, where the it's a specific topic is covered, you know, how to avoid false confessions, you know, how reliable is witness testimony, what is offender profiling, all these kinds of things. But then I also more recently have been doing a lot of interviews with subject matter experts. Um, who really have a lot um, of research background or understanding about what what they are doing. So all these um, all these interviews and all these videos are available on the website and it's also translated into podcasts and you can also read the transcripts of the videos. So I'm really trying to cater for learning styles. I'm trying to make sure that people can access the learning in either the form of videos or podcasts, which is... Um, possible for anyone to do with an internet connection whereas if you if somebody told you to go and do some research on a specific topic well you, you're not going to get behind the subscription paywall to download the research articles in in most cases so that's what police science doctor does really um i also have the police science doctor academy which is an online space for um digital learning put together by other subject matter experts so i've got a course on there by professor ray bull himself on investigative interviewing as in interrogations of suspects. I've got a course by Professor Lawrence Allison on you know, self-reflection when it comes to times of crisis. I've got a course um, on uh, for analysts and for investigators on organized crimes. And I've got some free courses that I put there as well on how to do evidence-based policing um, yourself if you're working in a police force, for example, or just you know introduction to investigative psychology or behavioral science in policing. And um, so this academy is going to continue growing as well. And there's a course on um, resilience in 
and emotional stress and mental health when you're when you're on the police. And um, then what I do as well is I, I go because I said earlier that, you know, law enforcement practitioners can't usually access research themselves. So I, I go I troll through research myself and I try to find every week three snippets that I think are going to be useful and applicable in some way, because, you know, the the examples that I mentioned earlier with um, the long term effects of mental health, that they're not going to be very um, useful some, for someone who's working as a police officer, for example, in the UK or in, in Holland or in South South America. But I try to find things that I think could be of use, you know, something that you can build into your understanding, something that you can put into practice or something that will help you interpret something you're dealing with on an everyday basis. And I call these police science snippets and I call these sort of as well um, golden nuggets from mm-hmm. research because they're somehow practical and um, applicable. So I extract these, I send them to my email list um, so people can join the email list for free and on policesciencedr.com. And they, in the email, you will also, also get the link to the original research. So I want to be very accountable. It's not my research I'm, I'm pushing out. I'm just trying to be a channel of information, you know, from academia to, to policing and law enforcement. And then I also go live, um, you know, as, as I do stream on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube on the police science doctor channels to to talk about these snippets because not everybody is is on the list and that's fine but you know a lot more people can watch me online and just hear me talk about them so I'm I'm giving a bit more context and explaining a little bit more you know what that means and um, how it could be relevant and um, I also have some free online events on the police science doctor page I've had three last year one was um, so I'm doing the rapid fire conference series which rapid fire basically means that rather than you coming to a conference and it's all online anyway but you rather than you coming to a conference and sitting around there and listening to someone talk for an hour and you know switching off because our attention span is only about 15 minutes I get subject matter experts to provide me with a training session I always ask for 10 minutes. They provide something that's much longer usually, but that's fine. And then basically these training sessions are what makes up the content of these rapid fire conferences. So I've had one on behavioral science and policing. I've had one on investigative interviewing, and I've got some really massive names in these conferences. And um, there was also a webinar and a workshop series on mental health and policing. That's a massive topic. Yeah, Probably has never been bigger than it is um, these days. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I'm, um, I'm thinking of um, setting up a rapid fire conference in for a few months from now on analysis, which is obviously going to be very relevant to your audience page. And um, I'll be telling you all about it when I've got the details. Yeah, thank you. So, okay, Suzanne, you're doing so much. Like, I know we spoke about it before because we we work together, I guess. Um, you do a lot of our, you do, you do our research science um, snippets that we always put at the end of our podcast. Um, because we find them so useful in terms of what you do you do you go out there you look for stuff yourself uh, you're trying to cater as you said uh, to um, those that are within law enforcement policing etc and we do love the work that you you create um, you're on LinkedIn all the time I tend to join the sessions and I did attend the rapid fire conference and I enjoyed it very much so I mean you had Becky Milne on there Ray Ball, um, there was other individuals that were very interesting uh, to listen to. And it's free content. Like, it, it's free. I know you were saying about the, um, the conference that you're doing soon. Uh, there might be a small fee. But in terms of the other stuff that you're getting up to, it's all free. So why would no one want to join it? So if anyone is listening, 
Suzanne, when do you go live on LinkedIn? And I think Facebook uh, as well. It's a, it's on Tuesdays. I mean, the, the upcoming conference will be free as well. Oh, there we go. Even better. Yeah. The the only thing that you may pay for is if you go to the academy and some there are some introductory free courses, but there are other courses that you pay for because I collaborate with the subject matter experts. But the conferences, the live events are free. So mm-hmm. yeah, why wouldn't you join? Good question. Exactly. <laughs> and people, lots of people have joined from, and it's, it's, it's amazing to see how many different countries tune into these events. Yeah. So I, I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love and it. I can definitely vouch you that because I read the comments and it's like, hi, I'm from so-and-so and I'm hi, I'm from here. So there's loads of people that do come on um, and they're from all over the world, which is yeah. fabulous. It's, it's absolutely uh, amazing. So you said, I asked you this before, sort of where was, why did you feel like there was a need to you put so much energy into this and you do it off your own back no one's paying you to do this stuff um and you said about the need for it was sort of the, it's there's, it's not accessible this information that you're giving out it's right if you're not an academic you actually you're you find it hard to have um sort of access to these resources the work the publications and you are I don't think people realize that you are literally giving that to them for free um, without all the hassle that they have to face if they were to do it on their on their own. How do you feel like this is going? So where is this where you thought you'd be in terms of what you're what you're creating, what you're doing? Have you got goals for the next year in terms of police science doctor and where you want to go? I think in, in some ways it's going really well. I really enjoyed the um, the momentum that the conferences were creating and um, the people that were see what what I'm really enjoying is the feedback that I get people find it useful and they email me and they tell me that and that's sort of what keeps me going because like you said nobody's paying me I'm actually paying out with all the software and all the systems I have to use to keep this up so it's it's something that um is is losing me quite a lot of money at the moment um hopefully I'll be able to to get some money back in through the courses on the academy so academy.policesciencedr.com but you know, it's it's very difficult for there's there's a lot of people who are interested in in training and further further learning and development of their skills in policing, but then they try to get that authorized and funded by the police force. And yeah. you know, the police force is not very is not extremely keen to be funding anything at the moment. So I want to um so the last six months I think things have slowed down a, a little bit in terms of what I can do because of personal circumstances that you're aware of, you know, sort of um, separating from a husband, moving and finding a new job and everything. Um, but I do want to, to do more again. I've been, I've been keeping up the science snippet and the, and the broadcast yeah. broadcast and everything. So I've, I've done the basic, but I haven't had any events in that period. And um, I do want to do more events and I want to be out there more and, you know, just to hear more about, you know, how it's, how people are finding it really useful. Um and yes, yeah, so I want to want to get the events going up, going again, and uh, you know build out the academy because there are so many really, really established people that otherwise you as a practitioner would would never have access to. And you know yeah. the academy's platform is giving you a chance to learn directly from these people, which I think is amazing. And you know some of these people may retire already have retired you know so this this may be your last chance to learn directly from them because what they usually are teaching in universities is is not recorded you know you're either in the lectures or you'll never you'll never hear them yeah, yeah. teach you anything so I think it's that, that I think that is something that I have a lot of faith in but needs time to develop and um, I do want to put more effort into that but then my you know my job as a lecturer has been keeping me <laughs> very busy as well I mean, that does keep you very occupied. We had a conversation about that and the um, 
sometimes how different how stressful it could be but um and, and to add on you know the stress of podcasting it's not you make it look so easy I remember speaking to you when I first um wanted to start this and I was just picking your brains in terms of how it's done and and like the likes of Nicholas Roy and Jason Elder and just trying to see how you all do it you make it look so effortless and it's not it takes a lot of time the edits take a lot of time getting people to come on takes a lot of time I could not imagine organizing a conference I I mean Danny and Steve from Asia they do our webinars and I know that takes a bit of time um but it's hard it's it's hard to make sure that you're catering for everyone which is which is impossible but you do try to and I, I I know how much work you put in to the the snippets and the and the courses and the academy as you're as you're saying and I really hope the next conference is as equally successful as the first one because I really enjoyed that it taught me a lot um and it was actually nice to have a bit of like even if you've been to them before just refresh your knowledge it's free oh, they're, they're all still there that that's that's the other thing about these conferences um you know usually when you go to and travel to a conference somewhere you go you listen you 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 find something fascinating and you leave and then you forget most of it but these conferences yeah. are still online you can go to policesciencedoctor.com and just go on events and you can watch the whole conference again if you want. I mm-hmm. think in, in some ways it might be a little bit easier for me than for you, Paige, because you're catering specifically to crime analysis right, yeah. or intelligence analysis, which is a lot more um, of a niche than what I do. I, I deal with police science in general, so I can cover a lot of um, different topics. I mean, I'm doing a live interview later this week with someone on police suicide that would not be so relevant, you know, for what you're doing, but so I've got more topics that I can cover. And I mean, the reason why the podcast is not a problem for me to do is because I do all my um, interviews live on video. Anyway, I just strip out the video and it's, it's a podcast and I don't edit. I don't have the time to go in and edit all the ums, ums, and you, you always hear me making these noises and you hear the speaker okay. making these noises. And then I, I don't care. I just pretend they don't exist. You know, um, I just don't have the time to do any editing. So yeah, I, um, I download the video, put it into my um, audio software, strip out the video, put my um, intro, my outro on it and export it. And that's it. That's the podcast. And, and upload it to the podcast platform. Easy. Maybe I should, maybe I should try that. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I think I, I, I want to go back to your um, comment on, um, you know, at the moment, please, please things not wanted to fund a lot of stuff. Um, mm. That could be quite frustrating because what you're doing is like you say around policing. So have you, I mean, have you made attempts to reach out to forces if anyone's listening now, which I'm guessing they're going to be from different forces? What's like your message? If you have one, I don't know, you might not have one. Oh, well, let me make up a message. Um, basically, just just have a look at, at the Academy, go to the Police Science Doctor webpage, click on learn, and you'll be taken to the Academy, see if there's anything of relevance to you there. Um, if not get in contact, maybe I can custom create a course for your police force or for whatever your needs are. Perhaps that is an option. I I do have the online platform. I've got the software, I've got the skills to do it. So maybe we can work together and I've got the policing and science background. So it it really depends. And um, I guess it would be helpful to know. I think one, one thing is always that people think they can't invest in training but then if you if you actually look at how much more you might gain from investing you know a one-off fee into training and then how much better something might work obviously depending on what the topic is I think people should invest more in mm-hmm. in their staff and we we definitely we know that police need more training we know that 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 police forces don't like 
um, the obstruction that training causes. But then again, these are online courses. You know, they can do an hour here and there, and it doesn't actually take any time away from them at work in one setting. So they're a lot more flexible and they're a lot more doable, I think, than if you were to say, okay, I need to send my staff away for a three-day course. It's going to mean I won't have them at work for three days. I need to cover the training, uh, travel costs. I need to travel hotel costs. None of that. You sign, you sign them up and, you know, they, you give them whatever time limit you want to give them and they, they do it. They let it work around their, around their, their work life and they're still operational and they're still functional. And that's, that's the beauty about online learning. Mm -hmm. It's more convenient. And you've got a community as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's more convenient. You've got a community. You don't have to travel anywhere. Um, so it, it does, it does make sense. I just find it really difficult to to believe that people actually don't, this is not something that interests. Well, I don't know, not all, I don't want to be generalizing all forces, but the majority when it's free content, you're learning, you can tailor that you're very, you're so flexible. You can tailor to their, to their needs. Um, and I guess overall from an outsider, I guess you're just trying to make policing a place where there is accessible learning and training to the staff um, and no one's like grabbing at it but I know people online do watch your stuff it's just the training it's the training part and maybe the um the academy so we need to get this going because I I we love Asia love watching your we, we always praise you for what you do um, and I guess I especially do because I realize how hard it is um, and you're putting so much time into it so maybe Thank at you. the um no you're welcome at the um end of the podcast when I put the script out I'll put the links for everything, uh, the academy, the courses, events that are coming up. I know Asia sent an email around the other day to our members regarding the the course. Um, was it the course that was coming? It up? was policing organized crime for analysts and investigators. Yeah. So I mean that within itself, so interesting. And um, forces pay a lot more to go to these these kind of courses. What? Yeah, isn't isn't that weird? If you're making it too easy for them, maybe they don't think it's real. I, I you need don't to make know. it harder for them. Yes, maybe. Yes, <laughs> Take you, will need, you will need to book a five star suite, and everybody will need to travel in first class, and then I will teach you. Um, <laughs> you know, you can, they can staff can do it from home. They can do it from their desk, and uh, you should be used to that by now. With almost well, two exactly. years of working from home, exactly. So I'll put all that information down on there. We're still going to collaborate. Um, yeah with what we're doing um and maybe i'll start getting on the lives maybe i i listen i'm following you i don't know if you realize yet but i'm following what you do so if you're going live i need to give it a go i won't be as good as you but suzanne it was great it was great talking to you and i just wanted to shed light on what you're doing because i know loads of people see your stuff but i wanted to put it on our platform too because i think it's a lot of stuff you're doing a lot of good stuff and i think it's very useful so thank you very much thank you Paige. that was great thank you